This is JFM Podcast. Hello there, very good evening to you and welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jos. My name is Ponsak Van Abs. a beautiful Tuesday evening. Today is 5th of September 2023. Gilbert Joseph, good evening. How was your day and how's the going? Good evening, Ponsak. It's still going on so well. Um, it's been good so far. So um, good evening to you and good evening to our listener. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, beautiful day it is, Gilbert, I will say, except for the showers of blessings uh, this uh, evening here. We don't know where you're listening to us from, but uh, where we are, I mean, there's showers of drizzling, showers of blessing, and uh, it kind of, you know, set the tone for some good political conversation, Gilbert. Yeah. <laughs> what stories have, have kept you, you know, lots, today? Lots of stories, and especially with regards to tomorrow, but... Before we go that we, we go into that fully, um, I think it's important for us to talk about the mail, you know, that I received personally yesterday. Yeah, I think I shared that with you. Yeah, um, someone who belongs to, um, oh, all right, and um, um, well, basically we just want to complain, you know, that <laughs> Operation Rainbow should be paid. I mean, eighty-eight months or how many months? Twenty-two. 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 Months. Twenty-two. That's so long. It's a long. That's time. So long to think about. And, um, well, authorities, not just, you know, those guys that have given or volunteered their time. At Operation and, Rainbow. Yes, yes, not just them. Virtually, whoever that works for government in the state deserves his wages at the end of the day. And these guys have families, you know, to cater for. They have um, dependents. So much is going on with all of us in the country. We know the situation of the economy. Of course. And then there's a need to really take care of them. You know, and then to also ensure that they are properly supported. It's really important. And um, I think it's just a passionate, a passionate appeal that anybody who would have been privy to that, you know, would feel just the way that um, we feel about this issue. So that's that. And then tomorrow, you know, the presidential election petition tribunal will be delivering judgment on the, um, on the long-awaited, should I say, um, a verdict, yes, by Nigerians. And of course, the governorship election petitions tribunal as well, tribunals as well will deliver judgment. So um, there's a need for calm. There's a need for calm like many people have called, you know, since from yesterday or even two days ago at the weekend. And regardless of where the judgment goes, all of us are Nigerians and all of us have one country to take care of. And of course, it's the only country that we can hope one day would all prosper under. Absolutely correct. Uh, just talking about, uh, Gilbert, this issue of Operation Rainbow, we're calling on the state government, Plato State Government, to, because, I mean, these guys have been in the limbo for quite some time, and uh, the mail we got yesterday it was uh, regarding whether the state government is going to, the state governor is going to keep to his words uh, by resuscitating them. Uh, because, I mean, the mail was very disturbing, you know, that for more than 20 months they've not been paid, and how can you expect? I mean, it's all blame on the last administration because they are the ones that obviously neglected, you know, Operation Rainbow. So uh, please, uh, the state governor and uh, the state government, uh, please look into the matter of Operation Rainbow. We want these people to work in concert uh, with the security agencies, you know, that we already have uh, on ground. And there are our own locally 
uh, security outfit, you know, uh, they are sourced from uh, within and they walk in sync with the community and community leaders and whatnot. So please, uh, Governor Caleb Mohtfang, please uh, look into the plight of uh, the workers at Operation Rainbow. They have families to feed, they have school fees to pay, uh, they have transportation. I mean, Medical guy, bills. Yeah, this guy was saying sort. that his car, you know, has been grounded for months right now because uh, he couldn't, he can't afford, you know, money for foil. So it's, it's painful. And it's his painful. wife. And his wife, you know, uh, who was sick and just typhoid and the, the whole family, you know, suffered, you know. This. So please, Operation, uh, Governor Mutfang, look into the workers at Operation Rainbow. Well, Giba, let me tell you this. Let, let me ask you this question. Have yeah. you, in local Nigerian parlors, they always say that no be person we call police, they win case. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think this is the situation that Rabbi Musa Konkosa has found himself. Uh, you know, he was he he's the co-founder of the uh, party, but today he has been expelled. Uh, does it show that institutions are becoming greater than individuals in Nigeria? I think that is going to make me happy because the allegation level against him is that of anti-party activities. Of course, uh, we know you know the meeting, several meetings he has been having with uh, some big political juggernauts. You know, uh, President Ashwaju Tinubu, uh, former Vice President uh, Atiku Abubakar, uh, and whatnot. So I mean, today and. Uh, Bubo Galadima on television was saying that it's just a telenovela if anybody thinks that he's going to uh, expel uh, Konkoso. But the National Executive Committee said Konkoso expulsion takes immediate effect. Abdul Salam Abdul Razak, the acting National Publicity Secretary of NNPP, disclosed this uh, in a statement today. He said uh, the party had suspended Konkoso during its national convention on 29th of August in Lagos over gross anti-party activities and its mismanagement of campaign funds. Following his suspension, the party's National Executive Council set up a disciplinary committee which invited Konkoso with the caveat that he will be expelled if he failed to appear and defend himself. The mouthpiece of the NNPP continued that the NEC met in an emergency session on Friday, September 1st, and resolved as follows. Following the refusal of Senator Rabi Musa Konkoso to appear before the disciplinary committee, which sat on Thursday, August 31st, after being duly invited in writing, he is, by, he is hereby expelled from the NNPP with immediate effect. That the erstwhile presidential candidate, Senator Rabi Musa Konkoso, will be reported to appropriate quarters to answer questions on financial impropriety relating to mismanagement of public funds. Interesting, Gilbert. Also. Yeah, really interesting. Really interesting time we live in. And um, for me, on the bigger picture, I want to look at um, the fate or the site that Abba Kabir is going to be taking in this whole debacle that Rabbi Musa Kwankwaso has found himself in. And at the same time, for Kwankwaso, who is supposedly one or who was supposedly a national leader of that party, I think he has to trade carefully because. When you see events like this beginning to happen, it means there is something bigger on the horizon that if care is not taken, might just puncture your your movement or your balance, as it were. Um, for him, first off, as far as we know his movement in public political cycle, he, he had erred. He had erred in the way and manner he went about some of his dealings. And one would ordinarily have thought that the man had the approval of some of the organs of his party. But it will well appear that there was no such backing in the end. 
And as far as we know, again, some of the things that we've heard he was gunning for in the Tinubu administration, so-called unitary government. Government of national unity. Government of national unity, as the case may be. He hasn't, you know, had a successful run to that effect. So um, I thought that if issues like this were raised, some of his four men, such as um, Buba Galadima, which you mentioned, would ordinarily advise him to try and sort this in-house, except that um, there, have been, there has been some, some sort of rejection, and then which would warrant for them to come out into public glare to say some of the things that they have said. And particularly himself, um, you would expect, for example, to be as brave as a certain governor, yes, from Wiki, to say, if you expel me from this party, look, you're bringing the whole roof down on all of us. But he has kept quiet, and rather he preferred that his kinsmen or his acquaintances in politics speak for him. So it's really a bad one, a bad omen for him. Perhaps he isn't speaking because he feels, look, um, I'm bigger than this party and I'm going to be an asset to wherever I decide to live and go to. Perhaps that is some of, those are some of the indications. And, and that is how typical a politician, you know, would think because uh, for the fact that he's a co-founder of the party doesn't mean uh, that he shouldn't respect the organs of the party. Mm -hmm. And if you look at, they said that they invited him with a caveat that if he fails to appear, there are consequences. Yeah. So for him, you know, failing to appear is like daring them to say, okay, I'm not going to do your worst. Mm -hmm. And it's simple. Anti-party activities, number one. Number two, uh, financial, you know, alleged. Yes, you know, you campaign just, funds were mismanaged. Yeah, you can just, you know, show up to say, look, this is what I did. It doesn't take anything. I mean, that is how democracies work. President, if do, uh, uh, Gilbert, if like uh, it was in the, if it was in Nigeria, do you think Donald Trump will be? Certainly not. Not so close. But it's, I mean, yes, we look it, at these people who admire true. them, it's because of very system. True. Very true. They all respect the system. Certainly I mean, nobody not. is above the American Certainly constitution. Not. And I, I dare to say, not even in the next 10 years, of course, will a personality such as Donald Trump be prosecuted in Nigeria. I, I, I don't see that happening. Yeah. Well, it's very, very uh, interesting. Let's play this insert. I mean, we have a big story that uh, we're going to uh, talk about. I mean, uh, Gilbert, uh, talk to us about the strike. Have you observed bankers are on strike? Yeah. Everybody's on strike true, right True, true. Everybody, uh, economic activity is grounded. grounded yeah. yeah. And in some states even, you know, they grounded the courts. They refused to allow the courts to function as they normally would. So it shows that perhaps these people are serious and need to be listened to, mm -hmm. or it's the same old NLC that we're all aware of. I really don't know. Yeah. Um, but government has to just do something, listen to the plight of the citizens so bad that you began negotiations and then on your own decided to just go into slumber and neglect the people until they spoke about strikes, then you're coming to address them. Poor, so poor in Very handling sure. that. Well, uh, former governor of Ikiti State, Kaidi Fahami, have corroborated what I've always said. Um, he said that uh, he was a keynote uh, speaker he delivered at the National Dialogue organized to celebrate the 60th birthday of uh, someone. And he said basically that, uh, I want to, he said, today, I read former President Olusegun Obasanjo's interview in the cable saying our liberal democracy is not working and we need to revisit it. And I agree with him. We must move from the political alternatives. I think we're almost on a dead end of that. What we need is alternative politics. And my own notion of alternative politics is that you can have 35% of the vote and take 100%. It won't work. 
we must look at proportional representation so that the party that is said to have won 21% of the vote will have 21% of the government. Adversary politics bring division and enmity. All political parties, I mean, okay, uh, all political parties in the country agreed and they even put in their manifesto that subsidy must be removed. We all say subsidy must be removed. But we in ACN at the time in 2012, we know the truth, sir. But it's all politics. That is why we must ensure that everybody is a crucial stakeholder by stopping all this. Let the manifesto of PDP, APC and Labour Party be put on the table and select all those who will pilot the program for all. I mean, you know that it was politics and look at the mm -hmm. APC is just dragging us gears backward. Gears backward. A 12-year-old child, right? or 11-year-old child right now, uh, it's uh, about like seven or eight years for him to start uh, voting. Yeah. And you know, and this is, and it's like he's not sorry yeah, even yeah. Uh, for saying it. He said that he knew uh, that it's just politics that made them to kick against, you know, the idea. I will always argue that better good luck, Jonathan. There was a, a plan for subsidy removal, but Tinubu just made a statement. You need to read what the BBC Gilbert wrote about Tinubu. They said, um, I'm going to share you the story. Uh, maybe when we play the inside, you just read the headline and you see what they wrote about. When was Tinubu. that story published? During uh, June. First week of June, when Tinubu took okay. uh, the mantle this, of leadership. The subsidy removal. Yeah, I think you, I, I read you'll the You'll see story. the headline. Yeah. you see the headline. Yeah. Let's play the inside by, from Femi Falana. When we come back, the show will continue. Stay here. Well... We've been having election petitions since the colonial era, uh, but none has attracted such level of blackmail and intimidation of the judiciary. Um, just last Friday, we were at a program in Abuja together where I addressed the labor unions some dubious characters got a copy of the video cassette and they put on top in a very criminal manner that if the judiciary faced the Nigerian people, there should be a coup. As if I said that, only a deranged mind could have, could have concocted such a treasonable statement now that is the kind of intimidation that is going on and, and i am worried you know that people give the impression that everything ends with the judgment of the court of appeal the presidential election tribunal any party that loses on wednesday still has the opportunity to appeal to the Supreme Court. And so what, what, <laughs> why? What is the basis of the cheap blackmail that is going on? Now, some of these, some of the people uh, involved are voting for the first time and they believe, rightly or wrongly, that their candidate must be declared the winner. And I think that is, the, that is what is going on. Whether you like it or not, our candidate must be declared the winner. And that is not what election petition tribunals are all about.
It is for them, the justices, to look at the evidence adduced by the parties, apply the law, and give a decision. As they say, even if the heavens will fall, and the heavens won't fall anyway, the judges must not be intimidated. They must give their decisions, regardless of blackmail or intimidation. Convinced that they can justify their judgment. That is, that is what is required by them. To examine the evidence, apply the law, and deliver a decision. One way or the other. Some will win, some will lose. But those who lose, in, in the case, who are aggrieved, will have another opportunity to ap approach the Supreme Court and demonstrate how the uh, 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 Court of Appeal has erred. I think the judiciary has been extremely careful uh, not to join issues with those who have uh, uh, threatened, intimidated, or blackmailed judges. I mean, in some other claim, in Ghana, for instance, uh, the law of content will have been applied. So I, I think our judges have been quite mature. And they must take the maturity to their decision. Must apply the maturity to their decision by scrutinizing the evidence laid before them, applying the law, electoral law of our country, and ensure that they come out with a decision they can defend. That's all. Again, as I said, whoever is dissatisfied on Wednesday will have the opportunity to go to the Court of Appeal. It can be either way. I mean, election petition tribunals have delivered judgments in this country. And sometimes those you think you win, lost. And for me, I, I want to appeal to Nigerians to allow the due process of law to take Well, glad you're still here. The program is Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Joss. My name is Bonsak Fanab. And my name is Gilbert Joseph. Two guests we have, uh, Barrister Chasil Drankat. Long time no see, long time no hear. It's good to see you, sir. Thank you, Bonsak. Thank you, uh, listeners. Yeah, well, uh, we have uh, Comrade Emmanuel Zobmal, the president of Middle Belt Youth Forum. Thank you for coming and good evening to you. Bonsak and Gilbert, good evening and thank you for the invitation. Yeah. We're going to talk about uh, the investigation by Premium Times on the allegation level against the ad hoc committee in the House of Representatives to uh, probe job racketeering. And, uh, well, this is a sequel. Uh, the first one was put out last week, was it, Gilbert? Yes. Uh, last week. Last and week. then 
the same journalists uh, penned down uh, another piece again. Very, very uh, interesting. It took me about seven, eight minutes, you know, to read the whole thing. Very, very, you know, interesting detail. Uh, I would say investigation uh, by Bakari Majid, very senior uh, journalist and investigative reporter. Well, he said that, I mean, went on to even give further details uh, because on the 30th of August, uh, the member representing Pangshin Kainke Kananfero constituency, Right Honorable uh, Yusuf Adamo Gagdi, came out to say that they have petitioned the ICPC, but Premium Times had already petitioned the ICPC on the 29th of August. Uh, the ICPC, I mean, the bulk is uh, on their table right now for them to do the work. Uh, but, you know, if you look at the rejoinder from uh, Honorable Gagdi saying that he's challenging anybody, you know, to come out with evidence. And Premium Times have put out, you know, that evidence to say that, look, uh, this is how, you know, that operation, you know, I use the word operation because it looks like, you know, a serious operation. I mean, it's just like a cartel, you know, that will sell drugs and, you know, things like that. I'll, I'll start with you, uh, I mean, when you read that story, what, 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 what came to your mind? I mean, people that are supposed to <clears throat> investigate those who are alleged to racketeer jobs are the ones that, that they are turning their backs to say, please give us money. If you don't give us more, we're going to shout. <laughs> yeah, indeed. When I read the, when I read the story, much as I know corruption is endemic in this country and uh, without putting any defense on either side I decided just to look at the story and give it the merit or otherwise that it deserves the allegation is indeed very weighty to say that the entire vice-chancellors of Nigerian universities were um, twisted into putting off funds in order to bribe an ad hoc committee of the House of Representatives that was saddled with the tax of investigating job racketeering mm. in MDAs across the country and for them to have uh, uh, um, twisted the entire vice chancellors without uh, without a descending voice. Is it I'm twisting or intimidation or even whatever uh, what you I'm twist I'm twisting is the same thing as in intimidation but it's more it's rather more serious because the person would have been pushed to the wow, wall yeah. to play the ball the way you had demanded now it beats my imagination that uh, those who are at the helms of affairs in public uh, in Nigerian universities would not put up any challenge against such extortion if at all it existed and how on earth all of them would have been guilty of job racketeering at a time whether the the approval 
for uh, uh, employment was given to them uh, simultaneously and that they all abused it. They all were guilty of running some employment rackets in their respective universities for which they would be guilty and be forced, as a result of their guilt, be forced to contribute to uh, uh, the, the subcommittee. It's what is still beating my imagination. And uh, the role, the names that are mentioned, and of course, from what I read, the rebuttal, wherein they said, yes, the account, they sought foreign exchange to attend um, a conference, a conference at Birmingham. Birmingham, and they decided to patronize a particular Biru the change. Imran Biru the change. It is indeed a very easy thing to investigate. One, do they have a body, committee of vice chancellors? Yes, they do. Did they meet to agree to source for Forex, foreign exchange, mm -hmm. in order to attend the meeting? Is there such invitation for such meetings? It's easy to investigate these material facts before and then i cannot see the guilt even if all of them subscribe to paying to a particular birudi change they gave the reason has they were looking for lower rates to get the uh, foreign exchange at lower rates so at the end there is still a lot more to be investigated and to be stated so that all the puzzles all the jigsaw will will fit in but so far, there are loose ends on the reportage. All right. Comrade Zomal, uh, this is your member invo involved, you know, in this, I would say, scandal. And this is the second time in a row. And he has uh, publicly said that anybody who has further details and Premium Times, you know, has dared him to say, look, we, there's evidence we can provide. Uh, and reading through this uh, story, it shows that there are more evidence, you know, uh, to come. How does it make you feel that is your member that is at the heart of this controversy, this scandal? Well, uh, Ponsak, um, when I heard the news that the Federal House of Representatives uh, have constituted a committee, ad hoc committee, to look into job racketeering, um, IPPS, and one other uh, issue that is of uh, national importance to them, uh, to me, was a noble decision taken by the House to see that, yes, uh, over the decades, uh, Nigeria has faced serious uh, issues of uh, uh, public funds mismanagement in terms of contracts, in terms of jobs, in terms of uh, shortage of salary payments, and all that. So I felt that uh, it was something that has come as a salvation to the downtrodden so that the members who are saddled with the mandate of Nigerians from the various uh, 360 federal constituencies will have a relief from the massive corruption ongoing. Along the line, uh, just like uh, the normal story, uh, in 2020, we had a similar case when uh, the House of Reps member representing PKK 
was uh, a member of the Federal Character Committee who were to investigate the issue of uh, a job uh, appointment or employment in the University of Joss, or job profile of the University of Joss mm. uh, uh, particularly. And the issue was gag with so many bias, uh, so many, you know, lopsided, uh, you know, it looked like at a point in time like witch hunting on the vice chancellor then of the University of Joss. So coming to this same issue again, I wouldn't be surprised that uh, if the committee is found uh, to be uh, alleged that they are involved in seeking bribery from the MDAs, which they are supposed to investigate and to sanitize them entirely because of the antecedents of the member that I know, uh, I, I think it's not a surprise to me. Maybe it's like a norm uh, at every point in time. If I will even go further to ask, um, over in the first time he, he came on board, in the first two years, we had so many issues of uh, employment. He claimed more than 282 uh, jobs he gave within the first two, that is your member? two years. Yes. Okay, okay. And at the end of the day, when we asked for where are the pay slips of those he employed? We are not talking about the employment letters you serve to people. Let's go to the agencies, the MDS, where these people are employed within PKK. Let them come up with their pay slips so that we now confirm that since IPPS approves any employee, uh, any employment before any MDA will do employment, then if you are not captured on IPPS, it means you will not be paid by the federal government. So. Uh, we, we, we ask questions. Let, let them come up with their payslips so that we now confirm that, yes, these people were really employed by him and he, he get, got those jobs for them. But if there was no proof as to the number he claimed, and today he's presiding over a committee to investigate job racketeering and alluding to the fact that he claimed so many things in the past that he has given employment. So I will look at it as, you know, uh, coming together uh, a marriage between collusion and reality. Because if at a point in time you could not prove what you claim, and today you are investigating MDAs, and today they are also accusing you of attempting to collect bribe from them. So where are we today? Where are we? So it is quite unfortunate, rather, that uh, the ICPC, which has this mandate to investigate, should constitute themselves into an independent team to investigate on the side of the accused vice chancellors and on the side of the ad hoc committee of the House of Representatives. So which side actually made the attempt to collect the bribe or did these vice chancellors give the bribe or not? So I think at this point in time, we would be able to reach a point of getting to know which side is the fact, which side is just a mere story. Okay. Well, Gilbert. Vice Drenkard, um, what's... Assuming that, you know... An elitist crop of people, such as the committee of vice chancellor, vice chancellors, 
you know, is being intimidated, like you attempted to, you know, establish earlier um, for an allegation that this committee was saddled with responsibility of investigating. Assuming they could be that pushed back, if I may say, and then, you know, intimidated. Cow, this is an elitist group, like I said. If they're having to face this thing, um, can you just help us to understand what people even at the lower cadre of society in Nigeria would have been going through by virtue of corruption? You know, it means that, for instance, an average individual in the street could just be roped for, you know, a crime or an offense he knows nothing about. And then it stands because somebody perhaps somewhere, you know, has the mantle of power, you know, has the mantle of responsibility that rather than protect the person, they're using it to just push this person further back the line. Yeah, uh, thank you, Gilbert, for this beautiful uh, question. An elitist committee such as the Committee of Vice-Chancellors of Nigerian Universities, if at all there is anything that they should tolerate, certainly not this uh, uh, twisting or intimidation leading to making contributions, financial contributions. Like I said earlier, could they all have been guilty? Do they run a racket, employment racket, in their respective universities? Because if they run a racket, it means they make money out of the racket from the employment. But we, you and I know, without putting up any defense for them, that the stages of employment in this country is way beyond just the vice uh, uh, chancellors doing. The IPPIS is deeply involved in it. The Federal Ministry of Finance is deeply involved. The Budget Office of the Federation is deeply involved because it must be captured uh, by, uh, in, in the budget under the personnel cost before you would now take the hawk of going to get, apply and secure approval for the employment. And where it is done, of course, the Federal Character Commission comes in to see that there is fairness, there's equity in the distribution of the slots that are available. So indeed, do they run a racket of employment in the universities is the first question we need to ask. And if they do, were they now all guilty under that racketeering for which the ad hoc committee of the House of Reps would have found them very susceptible, very, very easy prey to demand and obtain a bribe. I mean, it shows that there is simply no exemption. For instance, did they all assume the office of their respective universities on the same day? There are those who are barely one year. There are those who are almost ending their tenure. So, I mean, for those who just came in, have they even employed? So if you've not employed them, what racket are you keeping? What, what, what will be the charge when you have not employed for, for, for which you need to give out any money? So a lot needs to be stated here. 
for clarity. Is it the entire universities or federal government-owned universities or including state universities? There are so many things to ask and get uh, cogent and verifiable uh, uh, responses before we jump to the conclusion that indeed that happened. However, you know, the leopard and its skin for allegations to linger on a particular person where issues of money is concerned, it calls for uh, a magnifier eyeglasses because there cannot be smoke without fire. If any member of the reps, for instance, has alluded to the fact that he or she had uh, uh, influenced employment of a given number, like my co-discussant here said, over 200. Now, if 360 of them can be given up to 200 slots, then it means, therefore, that there would have been ample employment nationwide. Or is it just one privileged person that has gotten over 200 slots? If such a person has laid claim to getting up to 200 slots, it follows logically that such a person should disqualify himself, should recuse himself from investigating any, um, any MDA because certainly it would have been proven that perhaps he had been compromised by the allocation of such slots for which no meaningful uh, report can come out of the a committee that he chairs. So uh, the, 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 the tax is now on the ICPC to investigate the claim and know whether any member of the ad hoc committee is a beneficiary of slots, employment opportunities, way beyond what is, uh, let me use the word allowable, reasonable. If such a person exists in the committee, the person ordinarily, by being a gentleman, should have recused himself from serving on that committee because it can easily be proven either through, you know, politicians have a way of uh, brandishing their achievements. If in any pamphlet or any document whatsoever that any of the committee members okay. had uh, uh, published to show that they had undue advantage or they had such number of slots that can be intimidating, then they have no business partaking in the ad hoc committee to investigate any job yeah. racketeering. Comrade Zuma, would you like to respond? For yes, for yes, 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 yes. I, I, I have to, 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 to insist that the, the chairman, the committee chairman on this investigation should first of all admit that he is guilty because um, I will say that if in one way can he stand his head told to tell Nigerians that he has never in one way or the other bribed or influenced the MDAs in the course of the last four years he has been in the National Assembly for employment or for any contract. Let him stand because I know Do one you of the... lobby or bribe? Yes, lobby or bribe or no. Bribe, bribe. There's no lobby in this case because 
the, 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 in, in, in our laws, if you are qualified, you should be employed on merit. But if I will approach an MDA because I'm a reps member, for example, and I decided to, 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 to offer you a certain amount of money for inducement, it's bribe. It's not lobbying. So if I have consequences who are qualified, and if I'm a lawmaker, I'm supposed to make laws that will open up the, the employment opportunities for all Nigerians, no matter your, 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 your lineage, your, no matter whether your inclination, whether you have someone or you don't have anyone. So make the laws for, for equal opportunity, job opportunities for every Nigerian. But if you say you are the one that you will have to bribe through the MGS to get a job, then today you are presiding over a committee to investigate the same NDAs that you approach them. I don't want to mention cases where uh, in the last uh, University of Just case that he came here to, 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 to indict the university uh, uh, employment profile. Is it because he had an interest for, for, for his own people that he wanted to be employed and maybe there was no opportunity for them? Then he took an offense. Then he decided to instigate the House committee that uh, they should come and did as a federal character to probe the university job profile, uh, employment profile. Or he, he was he seeking for contract in the university. Maybe he didn't get it as he wanted. Then he decided to, 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 to instigate the Federal Character Committee because he was a committee member. That was during the time of Sebastian yes. Mameko. Yes, 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 in his first tenure. So when I heard that he was made the ad hoc committee chairman to investigate, to me it was very laughable because you can't ask uh, a, a hyena to be in the tent with the goat. Right? So it is, it is quite ridiculous. So I'm of the opinion that he should step aside. He should step aside. Okay, well. Let another person from the House chair the committee and his, this, his records of the past and what has happened as the ad hoc committee chairman should also be investigated so that Nigeria should have equal opportunity to, to, to employment in okay. this country. All right. Well, Barista uh, Dranka, then we'll open the phone lines. Okay. Yeah, you know, going further. There is this uh, legal maxim that says Nemo Judex in Casa Sua. That means you cannot be a judge in your own matter. In my own mind, any House of Reps member that is a member of the Federal Character Commission or such member or members that have anything to do with employment shouldn't have been members of the investigating committee because neutrality neutrality makes for transparency so ordinarily i fault even the choice of the membership the composition of the committee so up in issue, I, 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 I hope and pray that Mr. Speaker will see the light and possibly disband the committee and set up another committee to look into this matter. However, it still remains an allegation because the crux of the matter here now is that certain amounts of money had been contributed and remitted in certain accounts for onward transmission to the committee. So let us not even, um, 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 let's not uh, 
sweep that under the carpet. The main issue is whether or not such contributions was made. However, let me put a caveat here that it's not going to be a Tea Party investigating this allegation because the giver and the receiver are both liable, criminally liable, in this very weighty allegation. All right. Well, let's open the phone line 0821218777 or you call 0905566699. We've been having a chat with Comrade Emmanuel Zobmal and Barrister Chesil Drankard Gilbert. Keep your comments, you know, coming in Facebook at JFM Live and on Twitter at JFM Just. Let's take the first call. Hello and good evening. Thank you for calling. Koba, go and get a chance. Hello and good evening. Hello, Pastor. Good evening. Thank you for calling. You have one minute. Tell us the name and straight to the point, sir. Comrade Bernard on the line this evening. Yeah, we're listening to you. I appreciate that. I've spoken very, very well. Pastor, the issue of this uh, compromise employment should have been issued that the present government has been issued also have constituted a panel. Because these people are conspiracy theories. With the ICPC, with the federal character, with the what do I call that uh, contributing employment, all of them, and that's why they subcharge their details. Because when one of the dividends of democracy is to one contract, employment, another appointment, and when these things were evenly done, and they will not be sweating the way they are sweating today. Well, it's unfortunate that the Buhari administration was one of the most fraudulent and the loose and corrupt government in the whole world. But that's a different thing. If it were other civilized world, they would have brought Buhari to question them. But today, it's there. Trump, who made the Americas, Trump created more jobs than unemployment. And he dealt with insecurity. I don't know why they didn't let that man, but that's a different What I'm saying is that nobody is about the world. What is happening today? The foundation of all the people where is hopeless government? But the issue is that. Yeah, well, wrap up your thoughts you because we'd we'll like to take one more phone yeah, call and then. This yeah. issue of unemployment, you know, there was last month there was employment in CBN. This employment has become, but it's, it's, it's underground. They don't tell Nigerian people when we're young. You see employment, you go and they, if, if they publish it in the paper. And please, let me, it is a long story. For that, allow me to about family Falana. Yeah, well, thank no, you. Uh, I like, but I thank you. Thank you, uh, Comrade Bernard. Yeah, thank you. This is the much we can take from you. Let's, uh, we'd like all the people to uh, make comment as well. Thank you very much. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Good evening, Bortas. Thank you for calling. Yeah, well, listen. Tell us your name and join the conversation, sir. Thank you, Musa. calling from Bochi Park. Well, listening. Thank you, Musa. You see, Bortas. This is a serious issue. Protecting unwarranted interests will not solve this matter. In as far as the requirements of the committee chairman should should be should, should be stepped down, then the vice chancellor should also resign. Let them get down and give way for the truth to be heard. We are Nigerians. We belong to Nigerians, and we will continue being Nigerians. We know what is happening in our country. It's not a joking matter. Whether we like it or not, we are in a government whereby to attract religion, autocratical location, and true employment. This is not it's not a hidden issue. 
That is what is stopping us in this country. We know what we're talking. You're talking about federal character. Character in Nigeria. It's in Nigeria that you can go and a federal institution and hear only one writer are uh, working there. Even in the state, state on on this thing, people are being marginalized. That is what we are talking. The truth is there. That is happening. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. Gilbert here. On Facebook, from bottom top, funny happening says, does it mean Benny Lau is also corrupt for giving her constituents employment? Mike Adams says, please, someone should advise the committee chairman that it is not every issue he can at- he should attack arrogantly, please. Said Ibrahim says, I strongly disagree that anti-corruption is doing the best. You see, Chinua Achebe said, whenever a center cannot hold, then things will fall apart, and this is what's happening. Agon John Monday says, I do not expect anything different when individuals with corruption allegations are occupying sensitive positions in this government. Hapsin Manasseh says, The issue of fighting corruption in Nigeria is not something to talk about. The top politicians are just deceiving us. Ambassador Joy Kim Dung says, I expected the issue of Operation Rainbow to be one of the topmost priorities of this government, especially the way the governor campaigned heavily in resuscitating the outfit. Jang Dagui John says, Seriously, things are not working well in this administration. Let them try and bring them and bring down the cost of foodstuffs for the common man. Sadiq Umar says the issue of fighting corruption in this present administration is sentimental in nature. Most of the corrupt individuals of the past administration are the ones that formed the administration. Alfonso Oguero says, "Is there an anti-corruption fight going on? In my opinion, I don't think so." This government can't fight corruption. Too many dirty hands at the helm of affairs. Jacob Adudu says, In my own opinion, concerning the anti-corruption fight going on by the present government, I don't see anything different from that of the previous administration. Albert Dagza says, There is no anti-corruption fight in this government yet. What is happening is punishment of those that stood uh, as threats to the ambition of President Bola Tinubu. Julius Igama says, it's early to read this administration, but Tinubu is fighting Buhari's loyalists and some few individuals who did not work for him during the election. Ponsak? Yeah, well, uh, let's turn to the guests to get their response. Gentlemen, please go ahead and respond. You know, the comment isn't much, but uh, maybe I should read uh, this few tweets that came in. This coming from Seoul, like saying, I'm not satisfied with the way this government is going about uh, corruption. Imagine a former Zamfara governor that has a pending case is now a minister while the EFCC boss is in detention. I'm so disappointed on the House Committee. The chairman should step aside for proper investigation. Ayuba Nabato is saying um, the chairman should step down honorably. Arrogance will not keep him, will not help him here. Engineer Ogomo is saying, I can't read this admin, but it's not looking like they are doing much. Please, what's the time, uh, the judgment tomorrow? I think that they did too well. They must be suspicious. Uh, the Holy Book says, do not be over-righteous, neither uh, be over-wicked. It's wisdom. Listening from Lagos. Thank you for listening and following from Nigeria's well, commercial uh, center. Uh, Please uh, go ahead. Gilbert, Gilbert, I want to respond to one of the comments about Benny Lara. What we're saying here is that uh, we're not saying that if you have the opportunity, you should not bring it home to your consequence as a lawmaker. But what we're talking about is the tendency of the desperation to make job or employment as a vote-buying strategy. Now, for someone to have spent only two years in office, first-timer, and you are claiming that you have secured 285 jobs, 
announcing it on air. Some are even coming to your house to collect their employment letters. Some are doing their documentation in your office. Is that the kind of job we are talking about in Nigeria? And your job is one-sided. It's basically those that belong to your political party. And you are representing the entire constituency that are of different political parties, different religions, different ethnic groups. But your appointment favors only members of your political party. And you are paid on the basis of an establishment, an entity called Federal Constituency Pension Kenke uh, Kanam. Now, if that is what the law says that it is federal constituency of Pension Kenke Kanam, the entire people are supposed to benefit from whatever is the dividend that accrues to that constituency. You cannot be selective in that, in that case. Okay. So that's why some of us are much concerned. Benilar focuses on her consequence. She has no, I have not heard of any case of discrimination against any member of our consequence, right. whether you're of any political party or whatever. Okay, well, uh, Barrister Dranka, please. Uh, go ahead. Let, uh, let's not uh, depart from what the issue is. That a committee was set up by the House of Representatives to investigate job racketeering in MDEs. Now, and further still, that monies were contributed to bribe the committee by the Committee of Vice-Chancellors of Nigeria. That is the, 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 the crux of the issue. So let's not go into whether they had opportunities, slots to... What I am saying is that for anybody who in the past had been a member of the Federal Character Commission because we saw the scandal that came out of the Federal Character uh, Commission on, on uh, uh, slot selling. Once you are a member of the Federal Character or linked in any way where you were given slots, either by uh, voluntarily or by some other, you cannot sit to investigate that... Uh, uh, that you can be a member of that subcommittee. So much as that racketeering, job racketeering, must be investigated, ought to be investigated, we need neutral persons to be on the committee. Thank you. That my, that's my candid opinion. Thank you. Thank you. Very uh, interesting thoughts uh, there. Gilbert. Thank you. Thank you to the guests. I think they have done massive justice to this issue, and it's been quite an incisive show. I just wish show. that we have more time. More time, really, really. Well, thank you very much, gentlemen. Uh, comrades pleasure. Omar. Thank you, Barrister Chasil. Dear listener, this is the much you can take on the show for today. Do have a good evening. The news will come your way top of the hour, 6 o'clock. Do touch your dial. Stay here. Bye now. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast. 